Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. But same applies to any professionals who may appear on the Light the Fight podcast. to Life This Fight podcast. And my partner in crime is not with us this week. And um, he's actually having a little R&R. So we can all either be mad at him for having R&R and jealous that he is and we're not, or we can be happy for him. And um, so I choose to be mad. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm super happy for him. Um, David has been working super a little bit over time, as it turns out. Um, and so I'm really glad that he's able to get a little break. Um, and so what this does, it kind of puts, gives me an opportunity to share things that I don't normally share um, when David's away. So I wanted to take advantage of um, this opportunity and tell you about something that I think is really, really cool. And even though it's something that's going on in the state of Utah, um, it's something that anybody can have access to and learn from, I think. So um, I'll start out by saying this, you know, Utah, which is where we live, um, both Dave and I live here in Utah, and it's unique because of the very, very high rates of suicide. in in Utah, specifically in that youth category from, um, I think that it's any, I think it's considered 11 to 17 um, or 11 to 24 or something like that. Uh, So youth suicide is among the highest. It used to be the very highest. I'm not sure if that's still the case. Um, And there's been so many questions wondering, you know, why is there more um, suicide? And, you know, it's kind of inconclusive. Suicide is such a tricky topic that it's really hard to make generalizations. Um, But because it's such an issue here in Utah, um, we have amazing people and leaders that are working really hard um, to take this topic head on. And in the five years or almost five years that I have been acquainted with suicide on such a personal level, things have changed so much, so dramatically um, everywhere from what's talked about on our news channels, like very regularly, if you're watching um, TV, like the local channels, there will be very often um, commercials that, you know, the kind of commercials that are like paid for by, by the TV station or by the news broadcasting house where they are talking openly about suicide or reminding people 
um, where they can get help, things like that. There's also been a really large effort and really um, a lot of, of grant money has gone into an app that's called Safe UT for Safe Utah. And it's an amazing app that will connect anybody with a licensed clinician 24 hours a day. It's um, anonymous and um, that's been, there's been this huge push to get that information out to kids in all the schools. Um, and that's been a really powerful tool. So um, a few years ago, and I don't, I don't know all the details, so you got to forgive me, but the, the um, governor and Utah legislation, you know, like the leaders, the government put together something called the Utah Coalition Against Suicide or something, Utah Coalition for Suicide Prevention, maybe, something like that. See, <laughs> I guess I should like, Google it first. But um, this coalition has worked with um, all kinds of people, specialists, uh, to try to bring together some resources for the community. And um, recently I was contacted um, and told about this, this resource and I, I hadn't heard about it. And I was invited to kind of join in to be a voice, um, mostly to let people know. So I actually have the website up in front of me. It's called liveonutah.org. And like I said, um, it's being, it was created by the Utah Coalition. We don't really know if it, <laughs> I don't know the exact, the coalition. Um, hold on, Utah Suicide Prevention Coalition. I just looked at it on the website. Good job, Heidi. Um, and so it is kind of specific to Utah as far as the resources go. But the reason why I wanted to talk about it here is because, um, you know, five years ago when I had a child that was struggling, it wasn't something that was talked about. Um, I knew he was, you know, didn't want to be labeled as depressed. Um, anxiety wasn't really something that we talked about a lot or that I knew anything about. And, um, you know, I definitely think at that time, depressed meant broken. It meant something was wrong with you. It meant there was a problem. And I think that as a mom, I just thought, you know, what? it's going to be fine. It's going to get better. He's going to grow out of this. And that was actually a lot of what um, school administrators and people are telling me is, you know, he's um, an adolescent, he's going through puberty, he's going to grow out of it. And that was what I wanted to believe. Bottom line is that I was completely uneducated. And the fact is, of course, I was uneducated because there was not resources available quite like there is now. Um, I hadn't worked with David, I hadn't experienced this. And so I, I didn't have to learn yet. And so the reason why I'm sharing this basically is because I would love for every 
buddy that's in the sound of my voice to take a chance to go to this website and just familiarize yourself. If you're listening, if you're listening to this podcast, then you have a lot more tools, knowledge, information, um, perspective than I had. Um, but I, I would love for you to at least go and take a look at this so that you're aware. Um, because I think that as parents, as friends, as sisters, daughters, mothers, neighbors, if we are armed with information, if we um, are part of the solution to destigmatize the conversation around around suicide and depression and anxiety, um, lives will be saved. So I want to read one of the things. Um, so if you go to that website, it says liveonutah.org. And right when you look, it will say, you know, if you need help, go ahead and call the lifeline. It has a number there and it lets you know right there that you can speak to a licensed clinician. It's anonymous, it's free, and it mentions that it's local. Um, I want to read the mantra that it has here. Uh, it says, Live On is a statewide effort to prevent suicide by promoting education providing resources, and changing our culture around suicide and mental health. Together, we can get through, reach out, lift up, look ahead, and live on. Um, the reason I love this so much is those three things that it mentioned in the mantra, promoting education, providing resources, and changing our culture around suicide and mental health. And I think that these are really the things that David and I have hoped to be able to provide um, as well. When you go into this website, um, it's going to, the, the first thing is kind of to know the warning signs. And that's one of the things I want to encourage everybody to go and just be aware of. Um, it's got quite a list of things that maybe going on in somebody's life that are warning signs. Um, it has some interesting statistics on here, but one of the things it says here that I think is very true, it says, if you recognize these warning signs or think someone might be considering suicide, ask them. This does not make somebody more likely to attempt suicide and can help save lives. Um, so, you know, when you go and you read these warning signs, um, it can really be something that anybody is dealing with um, when they have hard things, which just helps you realize that there needs to be a conversation. Um, on all of these pages, it will link to a bunch of resources. Um, the Safe UT app is one of them, like I mentioned. But there's also resources of like how to help somebody. There's a template on here, how to help somebody um, have a safety plan. Um, there's a way to create a self-assessment. Um, there's a template for helping you um, create your three, like a safety network, which is three people that you can call when you need it. And then there's also 
um, a connection to what's called the Trevor Project, which is um, a resource for LGBT youth. Um, so I think that's awesome. Like this type of information has never really been all in one place at one time. Um, one of the other things that I want to um, encourage you to look at, um, if you go under the, let me see if I can remember where I found it. Um, it's under the get help tab. And there's a woman that I know pretty well. David's actually really good friends with her. And um, she works really closely with AFS. AF, here I go, you guys, with the acronyms again. It's the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, AFSP. AFSP. <laughs> and um, her name is Taryn. And she is a bold and brave advocate for suicide prevention. Um, so I've known Taryn for a long time. She's always at the walks. She actually lost her father to suicide. Um, when I've been at anything that has to do with anything suicide, Taryn is there. She's come to several of our Like the Fight events. Um, she's just a warrior. Um, and I just, I didn't really know Taryn's story. But when I went on to this website and I'm looking around and um, just familiarizing myself with it, there is a video of Tara's, Taryn's story. And um, it's like a 10 minute video. And it is, it just reminds me of how helpful and important it is for us to hear people's stories. And I say this because like my story is one of losing my son. And I can share about that, talk about what I wish I would have known, talk about what I would have done different, talk about what I learned, how it felt. But Taryn um, in her video, and I think it's about a 10 minute video or so, she shares um, trauma that happened to her as a young girl and then how subsequent traumas of having her parents get divorced and going through surgery and, and having some different things lead her into kind of a difficult, a difficult path of addiction and suicide attempts and what happened and how she got help and found help and, and really why she is such a warrior. And for me, and maybe for you, if you're listening, maybe you don't struggle with depression, anxiety. Maybe you don't understand how anybody could have these thoughts. In fact, that was one of the feelings that I had. Like, how could anyone want to end their life? What? How, how do you get to that place? I just, it was something I just couldn't relate to. And so as we learn from people who have been there. It helps us learn how to connect, have compassion and um, see things from that perspective, which allows us to help. Um, 
that is such a powerful and important tool. Uh, there are some other videos that are linked on here and, and my guess is that they'll probably um, be adding more. And I think that, you know, there's podcasts and stories and, and books and things. It's just so helpful to hear other people's stories. So Taryn's is such a, a great one to listen to because she's learned how to talk about it and she's learned how to share and learned how to, how to educate people. Um, there's also something that's really interesting on this page, which it shares a, a really powerful um, statistic that says nine out of 10 people who survive a suicide attempt never go on to die by suicide. Um, you know, there's a, a lot more suicide attempts than there are successful suicides, but oftentimes when there is a suicide attempt, it makes people aware that there's a problem. Um, obviously we don't want to get it to that point, but it, but here in this statistic, we learned something really important. We learn that when somebody actually has an attempt, it is a call to action. It is saying, I need help. Um, and that's what this web website can also do is provide um, some resources. So resources, when I say the word resources, what I mean are support groups, places to call, um, organizations that work to get people information. So this website, liveonutah.org, has all kinds of resources all in one place. So like if you wanted to take a suicide prevention class, if you want to find a support group, there's, there's multiple different types of support groups that um, are linked to. Um, there's ideas of what you can do if you're thinking about suicide. So there's, there's just a lot of things. And so what I wanted to do today was just to kind of get on and tell you about this resource. And, you know, I want to emphasize, even though this is very much a Utah thing. And so a lot of the specific resources will be our Utah and local resources, there's valuable information here that anybody can have access to. And I love that when you have things that work, then other communities can kind of follow suit. Um, so one more time, that's liveonutah.org. Um, the second thing that I wanted to talk about and, and just share my thoughts about is, um, you know, May is Mental Health Awareness Month. And I love it because it really does open the conversation. Um, Dave and I have talked about how this COVID situation, the quarantine situation has really kind of shined a light on um, mental health issues, um, 
and there's a lot of more open conversation. But even outside of the fact that the COVID situation is going on right now in our lives, um, I mentioned the AFSP, which is that American Foundation Suicide Prevention. And the woman that I just mentioned, Taryn, um, you know, works with this. So Taryn reached out to me also this week and um, asked me if I would talk openly about the campaign that AFSP is, is emphasizing right now called hashtag real convo. Um, and so I wanted to mention it here because I definitely, I definitely think that it's a thing. <laughs> um, and of course it is because FSP is doing it and there's tons of specialists and, um, and research and people behind it. But Real Convo is basically um, this reminder that we need to check in on people and, and actually have a real conversation and not just, Hey, how are you? I'm good. Fine. Great. See you later. Bye. You know, David and I have talked about this on this podcast quite a bit recently. Um, and one of the things that I want to just kind of retouch on in light of real convo at this point in the, in this month is the concept that David teaches about connection before concern. Um, and then just to touch on questions versus statements. You know, there may be somebody in your life that you are recognizing maybe struggling. Maybe you know there's certain things that are going on in their lives that obviously they're struggling. Obviously they're stressed out. But there might also be people in your life that maybe have just kind of dipped off your radar um, that you're noticing that usually you heard from them or maybe you see them on social media or maybe you see them around and they just have gone kind of dark. And maybe you don't want to reach out to them and just say, hey, what's wrong? You know, because maybe they wouldn't open up right away. But I just wanted to give a couple thoughts on how you could open a hashtag real convo um, with somebody. One of the things that David has always rec recommended that, I, that also works really good is if you want to text and reach out to somebody with um, a shared experience, a memory of a shared experience, that might be a photo or even just remember, hey, I was thinking today, I drove by this place and it reminded me of that one time. Um, just to kind of break the ice, remember, remind that person that you really cared and remind them of that shared experience. The second step or idea that you could implement is, you know, hey, it just feels like it's been a long time. Tell me, tell me what's going on. Tell me what's new. Or, hey, I would really love to catch up. Is there a time that we could talk? Um, some people don't want to actually tell people what's going on. They might think it sounds stupid. They might think that they're being a complainer they might want to not want to be perceived as being negative or a wimp or a whiner or you know whatever the reality is that when we have real conversations it does that thing that we're talking about all the time which is to bring things shameful into the light 
And when it's in the light and we talk about it, um, then it can be dealt with. So it's not being, it's not just being negative. It's not just being a complainer. It's actually sharing your thoughts and feelings and struggles with somebody so that you're not alone and so that you can feel supported. Um, I've had a couple incidences on both sides of the coin where I was kind of sensing that a friend was struggling. And um, in some cases, I've been very proactive and just showed up right at their door and said, hey, you're coming with me and let's go get a drink or whatever. Um, There's also been a situation where a couple friends of mine knew that I was dealing with a, a rough time, a rough day. They, they knew that that was happening. And it actually, this, this happened on Corey's birthday last month. And they didn't have to ask me how I was. They didn't have to wonder. They just kind of showed up and it was quarantine. And so it was like six feet apart. And they kind of like put this little plant on my, on my porch, but just seeing, you know, three of my friends come and stand socially distanced just to tell me, Hey, they knew that this was going to be a rough day and that they were thinking of me. Um, it allowed us to kind of stand there and have a real convo, um, that had all of us kind of in tears, but all of us feeling uplifted. And I just want to read that mantra again let's see if i can find it again from this this live on utah um shoot now i'm probably not gonna be able to find it it says together we can get through reach out lift up look ahead and live on together um, people know that they're not alone. It's easier for them to get through hard things. Um, I wanted to just share one last message that I found myself sharing with several people who um, have reached out to me struggling. And that is just this reminder that right now is not forever. Even though it seems like it's forever. We can look ahead and things will pass. Solutions will come. I like to remind myself and others that we can really only take one day at a time, not worry about the past, not stress out about the future. Live right here one day at a time and recognize that right now is not forever. Um, You guys, thank you as always for listening. And thank you for being willing to open yourself up to learn and to grow and to change, adjust, expand your perspective. Because it's all of us that can destigmatize suicide and normalize the conversation of suicide that will actually really start making impact on 
this culture that does have to change and and it will take time. So I just want to encourage you, if you get a chance, to go and check out that liveonutah.org and familiarize yourself with the things that are available so that when, if and when somebody comes to you, that you'll maybe be able to be a resource to them. Um, there's information on how you can get help that might be needed. And even if you're not here local, um, if you reached out to one of these resources, they they would most likely be able to help you locate similar resources where you are. Um, you know, these are unprecedented, uncertain, crazy times. But we're not alone. Our Our problems aren't going away. Our problems don't get to just Netflix and chill. Um, and so as we become more educated and are familiar and aware of resources that are available, then we will be able to change this culture. So um, on behalf of me and David and Brandon, as always, I want to thank you for helping us to light the fight. 